coming up next, Summer Short Stories! Mr. Cooper Cobbs, and let's address the elephant in the room. There's no elephant in the room, it's just me. There's no Tanner, there's no Isaiah, there's no Matthew. It's just me. And we're not doing Lord of the Rings right now. Um, Tanner is still here, he's willing to record, but he couldn't do it today. Isaiah uh, has decided to boycott the podcast. I'm sorry, did I say boycott? He has decided not to record over the summer. We have Matthew, who was out of town at a camp. And I really, and he also <laughs> hasn't actually finished Return of the King yet, um, but we're not doing Lord of the Rings right now. We've decided to push the date back to September 20th. Don't worry. I'm going to get Matthew to finish the darn book, to finish the darn trilogy. We're going to get everybody together. We're going to have an epic discussion on Return of the King and the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy, book, thingamabob, all together. And it's going to be extremely epic. You're not going to want to miss out. But as Aragorn says in the movie version, today is not that day. So, sorry folks, it's kind of late. Um, this episode's about to drop in six and a half hours as I'm recording this. And if you can do math, you can figure out what time I'm recording it. But it needed to be done because I'm about to announce the summer short stories that we're about to do. So, for those of you who don't know, over the summer we're taking a slight bit of a break. But we're still going to be giving you content. But instead of doing books and having all of us on... We're going to be doing seven short stories, and most of the time, it'll probably be just me, and hopefully we'll have another person on. Tanner has already confirmed he's going to be on the first one, and I think we can get all of us on for the last couple, but there may be some where it's just me, but I think it's going to be really fun. We're talking about a lot of short stories, got great short stories lined up, and what the heck, let's go ahead and get into them. So, summer short story number one, coming out in two weeks will be A Sound of Thunder by Ray Bradbury. And I highly encourage you to look this up and to read it. You can just look it up online, just type in A Sound of Thunder, Ray Bradbury, something like that, so I found it. But it's going to be really fun. It's a time travel story, and I will say that when I first read this short story, I was really, really impressed. And of course, Ray Bradbury is the author of Fahrenheit 451. He wrote uh, Something Wicked This Way Comes. He's a very famous author. And this summer, this, this short story really nailed time travel in a way that I've never really felt before. I mean, I've heard it said somewhere that time travel comes with plot holes intrinsically. I mean, this is about as slim on plot holes as you could get, so I'll go ahead and tell you the premise, and then I'll let you go. Essentially, time travel has been created, and you get to go back in time, and you get to kill dinosaurs. But the thing is, you can't step anywhere wrong or bad things will happen in the future. And it's just real I'll talk about it next time with Tanner, but it's really, really cool how he nails time travel so much. Ray Bradbury nails it. And I think it'll be really fun to talk about. And of course, next we have The Telltale Heart by Edgar Allan Poe. This of course is one of the most probably classic short stories ever written. Um, probably the most classic horror short story ever written. It of course concerns a madman and uh, the telltale heart of his victim. So it's gonna be really fun to talk about being a classic horror story all me and matthew did an episode on the pit and the pendulum 
another short story by Edgar Allan Poe, which is really interesting and um, really dark and depressing. <laughs> and as, of course, this one will be as well. This is going to be a really, really fun one to talk about. Um, maybe we can get Tanner on for this one. I don't know, but it's going to be really, really fun. Um, then next we have The Hammer of God by G.K. Chesterton. And, of course, G.K. Chesterton is a, a much beloved Catholic writer. Um, he's loved by C.S. Lewis, loved by Tolkien, loved by a lot of people today. He is a writer, fantastic writer. He wrote The Princess and the Goblin. He wrote... What other books did he write? Um, well, anyway, he wrote The Princess and the Goblin, all that kind of stuff. And he also wrote the Farmer, or Father Brown, sorry, short stories. It's about a Catholic, I think it's a Catholic bishop priest thingamabob. Anyway, and he solves, kind of solves mysteries, essentially. So The Hammer of God is one of these mysteries. Last year for school, we had to read a bunch of short stories. This one was probably my favorite. The descriptions of the people are very good. It's a cool mystery. It's got very good dialogue. It's got very interesting characters. This is a solid short story. It's going to be extremely fun to talk about what I'm saying about all of these. This one could be one of my favorites. Um, and then next, I want to do at least one Sherlock Holmes story, and I asked Tanner, who really liked Sherlock Holmes, which one we should do, and he said, A Case of Identity. Now, I haven't read this based on the title. I probably have heard of it based, I mean, when I start reading it, but I'm really excited to talk about that one. Hopefully me and Tanner can be on for that one. I'm really excited. I like the Sherlock Holmes stories. I like Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, or Doyle, sorry. And uh, I'm really excited to read this one and see what he has up his sleeves because Sherlock Holmes is always fun. And then next we have somewhat of an interesting one, The Nightingale and the Rose by Oscar Wilde. And I mentioned a little earlier that I had read a lot of short stories for school. And this one was one of my least favorite, but I want to give it another chance. I want to talk about it. I want to ask interesting questions. And I want to see what's going to happen this time I read it because... Last time, I found the ending really displeasing. It's a plot twist. It leaves you broken. It leaves you kind of why that I waste the 20 minutes that I spent to read this darn story. But it's really, really... It's going to be really, really interesting to talk about. I don't know if it'll be really fun, but it'll be really interesting. And I think that I can get... I'm hoping to get everybody on for this one. Because we all read it last year for school. And I think we all equally hated it, but I want to ask some que fun questions... I think I'll be really, if it's going to be bad again, it's going to be interestingly bad, which I think is fun. <laughs> there it is again, fun. All right, the next we have, some may say a comedy, some may say a tragedy, some may say otherwise. It is, of course, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button by F. Scott Fitzgerald. F. Scott Fitzgerald, obviously, the author of the famed Great Gatsby and he also wrote a bunch of short stories and tales in his lifetime, his short lifetime. And The Curious Case of Benjamin Button is one of them. Uh, the Curious Case of Benjamin Button is another short story that we read last year. And what happens in it is essentially it follows Benjamin Button, who ages backwards. So he comes out as a 70-year-old man, and it just follows his life as he's gradually growing younger and younger instead of older and older. And it's <laughs> really, really interesting it's really entertaining. Um, it could devastate you. It could make you laugh. It's all of these things at the same time. You had mixed emotions. This one is the most interesting short story I think we're going to read this year. Or this, yeah, this year for Shimmer Short Stories. Because it's just a clever conceit, a great conceit by a great writer. And I'm really, really excited to talk about this one. 
And then, guess what, guys? We have a surprise last short story. And this one is actually more of a flash fiction story. But to, we are going, for our last short story, going to read one by a very own longtime friend, longtime patron of the podcast, Christopher Hagedon, who famously has his own flash fiction podcast called Like Lightning, which unfortunately he no longer uploads to. But he has written this short story. We've asked him if he wants to have us talk about it on the podcast, and he said yes, and so he submitted this one, and I read it. I think it's really fun. I think it's really great, and I'm really, really excited to talk about it with the guys on the podcast because I think it's really fun. I think it's really well written, but essentially it follows. It's called The Inexplicable Chicken, and it follows an inexplicable chicken and a person, and it's really, really fun, really exciting, and it's going to be really great to talk about. So again... These are in order, um, so the first one will be coming out in two weeks, a typical re- releasing schedule, and then after that, they'll be coming out every single week, hopefully. So we got A Sound of Thunder by Ray Bradbury, and all these you can probably look up online and find for free, or look up on YouTube for an audiobook. So we got A Sound of Thunder by Ray Bradbury, The Telltale Heart by Edgar Allan Poe, The Hammer of God by G.K. Chesterton, A Case of Identity by Arthur Conan Doyle, or, gosh, Arthur Conan Doyle, I always mix that up. The Nightingale and the Rose by Oscar Wilde, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button by F. Scott Fitzgerald, and The Inexplicable Chicken by Christopher Hagenon, which I don't think you can find anywhere. Actually, no. He, so he released it on his podcast. It's called, like in the podcast, called Like Lightning. If you want to just type that into wherever you listen to podcasts, it'll pop up. Chris Hagenon. The most recent one is The Inexplicable Chicken. And you can go ahead and listen there and get excited for us to talk about it because it's really, really fun and really great. Now... Also, some things on the screening. I know this is our sister podcast. We talk about movies. Basically, we're trying to talk about Ryan and the Last Dragon. As I've said, everybody's out of town doing something. I'm going to be out of town on a mission trip going to Miami uh, this coming week. And so I don't know when Ryan and the Last Dragon is going to come out. I think what's going to have to happen, it's not going to come out when you, a week from when you're listening to this or the next Monday. I think it's going to have to come out a week after that. Sorry about that, but that's I really want to get Ryan Lush Dragon to you, and I've been promising to talk about it, but that's probably when it's going to happen. All right, so without further ado, I will do some donor shout-outs. Now, of course, if you want a donor shout-out, you know where to go, patreon.com forward slash booknet. The link is in the description below. We really appreciate it. We thank all the patrons who have come before and have donated. It really helps us out a lot. It keeps us, you know, going, turns the lights on, or <laughs> keeps the lights on, I should I should say. And uh, we really appreciate it, and we make a lot of money. I'm kidding. We don't make a lot of money. I've never pocketed anything for this podcast. We love doing it for you guys, and this just helps us enable to continue doing it. And so, in order to do that, we have a bunch of cool rewards on Patreon, and one of them is for donor shout-out. If you donate $5 or more, you get donor shout-out, and it's really cool. And I'm about to shout our patrons out. And, of course, we have my grandparents, Van, Pappy, and Wayla. Appreciate your support. My grandma and nanny. Or, <laughs> gosh. Not nanny. Nana. Love you, Nana. Then we have Isaiah's uncle, Sevi. Isaiah's grandparents. Isaiah's cousins, Moses. And, of course, Miss Zara, his other cousin. And then we have Isaiah's aunt and uncle. And Isaiah's parents, Mr. Mike and Miss Laura. Now, listen. Isaiah's pulling a lot of weight. I think he has one, two, three, four. Four, five, six. He has six different patrons on this podcast, all right? I am pulling some weight. I have two patrons. That's pretty good. Matthew and Tanner, zero, okay? Look, we're not on social media, but hashtag get Tanner and Matthew to get people to donate. 
shorten it, but post that, okay? We want Matthew and Tanner to get somebody to donate, okay? <laughs> One time on on uh, uh, April Fool's Day, Tanner had us convinced that his aunt was going to donate $50 a month, but then he turned out to be an April Fool's joke, which I completely fell for um, not. But he's pulling a lot of weight. Get Matthew and Tanner to donate, okay? Do whatever you have to do. And then, of course, we have our other podcast, Chris Hagedon, who, of course, is submitting a short story for us, which is great. And then Anna, who also has been a longtime fan of the show, and we really appreciate you guys' support. Again, go to patreon.com forward slash bookenet to support us. We're coming out with short stories in two weeks, and we're going to have a lot of fun doing those. Make sure to rate and review us in any podcasting app that you like. We really appreciate it. And, oh, I don't think I've ever said this before. Until next time. Keep on booking it.